Good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here. Happy Valentine's Day. Hopefully that all of the gentlemen around here remembered that today is Valentine's Day. I, uh, I have a triple threat at my house if I forget, so. <laughs> so I'll give you some announcements. At least for this service, when the first time that we did the outdoor service, I had everybody parking over here in this back section. We don't need to do that anymore. That was a really specific reason on that specific day that we were doing that. So if, if you want guys want to park closer, um, I'll let you know if we have anybody that signs up for an FM spot. But normally in this service, they don't. So you guys can park right up close and not have to walk so much. The next service, we still average about five or six cars that do the radio. So I got to be a little bit more particular with that one. But this service, it's just us. And so you can park closer or whatever you need to do. Um, let's talk through next week because there's a lot. We'll have the Tuesday Zoom Bible study next week. And then Wednesday at 10 o'clock will be the Zoom Ash Wednesday service that will I, that I will tra transition straight outside after to do ashes in person from the end of the service until one o'clock. So um, I just drive through, I've shared this different times. I got the swabs almost as long as the COVID swabs. So it, it'll be hand, hands-free ashes. So um, I just right after the service come over and Starting this Wednesday, every Wednesday through Lent, we'll have a, a Zoom Bible study. And, I, you know, I, I, after looking through timing and everything through Lent, that might become a regular thing. So we can pray over that, too. But at least through Lent, we'll have a very specific Bible study. This week, this week will be an Ash Wednesday service on Zoom. And then the next week, we'll we'll move into the how Christ became God and the first week is uh, Christ as a person. So we'll look through all of Christ's uh, personal relationships. We'll look at Christ emotionally and we'll see the humanity of Christ through the first week. And we kind of progress through the stages of to Christ's transformation all the way to the cross and the resurrection and so forth. So that'll be the, the Bible study. That'll be every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Um, I think that's it. I can't think of any other announcements. I don't, there's no other meetings, meeting next week. So we're all, we're all clear. Let's uh, move into our time of worship and prayer. Climb the mountain of God and wait. Wait for God's glory, which shines like the sun. Climb the mountain of God and wait Wait to see Jesus as Christ truly is. Climb the mountain of God and wait. Wait and behold God's glory. As we move into our time of, of personal prayers today, we'll move into our, our time of waiting and healing. I'll share with you, I have been on the phone with both John Holt and, and Jan, uh, Jan Stiber. Jan's having a much harder time right now. When I called her Friday, uh, she she could only listen. She wasn't talking. 
So um, we need to hold Jan in, a, in an extra level of prayer. Um, we held the, the DeRoges in prayer last week. I found out um, that that is, is better, at least for some of the family. I heard from Jan that she's okay. So, but I haven't heard from uh, Ron or anyone else, but um, Jan had a negative COVID test. Um, and then also we'll move into our regular prayers, uh, Lesson Jean's daughter, uh, Larry and Kathy's brother, brother-in-law, and just all the people that we are holding in prayer for, for COVID-19. I wanna, I wa actually I, I'm glancing over at Ra Raquel and I, I wanna hold a special prayer for the Head Start. They're, they're still doing the internet school, which isn't easy to do with preschool kids. So if, if you could hold them in, in prayer as well as they maneuver through the, the new waters that, that we're all dealing with. And also I want us to hold a prayer over, over excitement. Th things are opening up and, and we are moving in the places that we will be talking about what's next. But, but what next in my heart isn't right now. I, I need us to really make sure that we talk everything through and, and have everything laid out before we move into a next phase. So pray with me over church council trustees conversations that we need to have so we can talk about what's next. So as we continue in this time of, of personal prayer requests, let's move into prayer. Precious God, help us remember that sometimes it's okay if the only thing we do is breathe. Help us to remember to sit in your presence and to wait for your guidance. Remind us of the holy kairos of your time. Precious God, as we sit in places of wonder and worry, remind us to look for your shepherd's staff for the past and be with us in all of our needs and our concerns. Amen. As we move into our places of clarity, uh, we move into a place that we continue to pray for our greater community. There, there are a lot of exciting things happening, and there are in other areas worrisome things that are taking place. And in so many needs and confusions that we find ourselves in intense discussions with loved ones and sometimes even intention intense discussions within ourselves. So for all the places that we need clarity, let's move into a time of silent prayer. Please be in prayer.
Father God, teach us your ways. Teach us to love the things you love, to care about all that you care about. Forgive us when we have fallen short and open our eyes to how we have fallen short of what you have asked of us. Let us be your hands and feet. Gather us and let us look to you as one. Become you to all and lay down our differences, our egos, and be humbled in your presence. Let us be the church, the presence in the world that you have asked us to be. In the name of your Son, we pray. Amen. We also continue our prayers of, of unspoken prayers, the things that we hold within ourselves and the things that we may not be able to voice and our dear friends may not be able to voice. Each of us is fighting the elements. Let us support one another in prayer. Please be in a place of silent prayer for all of the unspoken prayers, whether they be silenced of worry or not being able to articulate the need. Precious God, we ask you to be real in all of these concerns, and we ask you to be the, our voice when we can't speak. Precious God, be the caregiver. Amen. Oh, the mountains and the skies, the mist 
As we continue in our time of prayer, source of light and love, transform us with the light of your hope and love, that our souls might shine your light into a world shrouded in darkness and despair. As we continue in this time of prayer, let's join together in the prayer that God taught us through Christ, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's hear the phrasing of our prayer of affirmation through the light of the one who was transfigured. We find a way through the wilderness of our doubt and confusion. We discover strength for the joy of the journey and courage for the road ahead. Our scripture today can be found in the Gospel of Mark chapter 1 verses 29 through 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in the bed with a fever and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her and took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her and she began to wait on them. 
that evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all of the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Jesus prays in a solitary place. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when, he found, when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Thank you, God, for the blessing of your word. Amen. Precious God, be with us as we look through this scripture, as we pray through our connection to these words. Precious God, be our guide and our comforter and our peace. Amen. I want us to look at the three things that happens in the actions of Christ through this scripture. Christ has a gift. He has a responsibility. He has actions that he has to follow through, and he does it. Christ has a responsibility within himself to step away and pray, and he does it. And then Jesus Christ has a responsibility of making sure that the message is spread not just to one specific community, but to every community. And he does it. As we move into this section of the scripture, last week was the transfiguration of Jesus Christ, where that Peter, John, and James saw Jesus Christ merged together with Moses and Elijah. His place in the history of faith was rooted as he also began to be seen as the one that would carry that faith forward. The bright light that shone on that mountaintop as they walked back down into the everyday, Jesus now is about to show each of his followers what they have to do to live out that message, to live out that presentation, and to make sure that they are being spiritually cared for as they go out and care for others and their spiritual needs as well. The very first thing that Jesus Christ does is he begins to find himself in places where he's called to use the gift that he has. This very specific gift of healing and driving out demons, the thing that sets him apart that shows that he is the shepherd that will be the image of the Messiah that they have all been looking for. Almost immediately, he finds himself in a place going to this mother's home, an individual sick and in need, being called to actively interact with another person in order that he can bless them with the gifts that he has been filled with. Jesus Christ, through going to that home, sitting with that person, 
speaking to them, caring for them, holding their hand and helping them stand up that their fever breaks. It's the personal interaction that Christ is willing to take that begins to create the healing that's to come. I've, I've had a blessing lately. I've been watching the news a little bit more than I ever have. And I see all these videos taking place at the, the vaccine clinics. And one of the things that I have been blessed to at least see in the news presentations, and I've also heard it from my friends that have gone and have gotten the vaccine shots, it's, it's the caring spirits and the jovial smiles of the people that are providing the vaccine that's very much a part of the healing process. It can be worrisome to stand in line to get a shot. It can be worrisome to get a shot and you don't know how that your body is going to interact with it. But to, towards every image that I've seen on the news and every conversation that I've had with dear friends that have gone to get their vaccines, I hear stories of well-oiled machines with caring people not fussing or, or shoving or pushing people to do specific things, but caringly guiding them to the next step so that they can get closer to the help that they need. Very much the Christian actions of Christ. I believe in the full deity of Jesus Christ. I believe in the full deity of God. And I believe that Jesus Christ could have snapped his fingers and told this mother that you are well, but what made the difference in this imagery was Jesus Christ going to her, sitting next to her, and caring for her in that moment with the ministry of presence. And through that ministry of presence, also doing the divine and healing the sick and helping her raise up, she's so well that she starts to take care of them. But Jesus Christ sets the example of the ministry of presence. Because if Christ did the miracle of snapping his fingers and not sitting with her and everything was just better, that removes everybody else from being able to use their gifts too. We may not all be able to sing. We may not all be able to preach. We may not all be able to make wonderful quilts or or, or, or pick the right flower arrangements or be the first happy face that someone sees at the check-in counter. But we all have the ability to be present with whatever gift that we have. As we move into our first section of our prayer, looking over Christ's ministries of presence, I want you to think of not so much what you have been equipped to do. I don't want you to pray over what your, what your fruits of the Spirit are. I want you to pray over the one thing that we all have in common. We may not be able to all sing or preach or, or decorate or what have you, but we all have the ability to be present. Let's take a moment to pray over the places that God is calling us to be present in.
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. The next example that Jesus Christ sets is that Christ starts out, he's straight to it, he's using his gifts, he's taking care of things, he's setting an example, but then Jesus Christ steps away to pray. Jesus Christ shows both the necessity of the ministry of presence and the necessity of being present for ourselves. Jesus Christ steps away. Christ prays. Christ pulls away so far away that the followers say, they come up to him and say, we've looked for you everywhere. Where, where, where have you been? But Christ being so due diligent over self-care, showing the necessity of filling our own cups so that we can fill other people's cups. Christ steps away and he has a personal prayer and then he's ready for what's next. Christ shows this so many times in every major event that progresses the gospel to the cross. Jesus Christ moves to a place of prayer before he gets to those actions. He prays in the wilderness before he goes out and he selects the disciples. He prays before this moment, after this moment of healing and before going to new places outside of Galilee, Christ prays. Christ, Christ prays on Gethsemane before that he's arrested. Christ shows the example of stepping away to rejuvenate, to be refilled before he steps into the next major action all away along the journey to the cross. We're getting ready to begin Lent. Lent kicks off Wednesday on Ash Wednesday. And throughout Lent, it is a time of personal prayer and personal interaction so that we can find our own reconnection to who Christ is in our lives. It's a time to truly look at ourselves and look at the things in our lives that we may need to trim away. If we look at the reality of the way we serve through the analogy of the fruits of the Spirit, sometimes we need to trim away some of the, some of the stray branches and some of the stray weeds so that the fruit can grow much more fuller and produce much more blessings. As we go through this 40-day ritual of, of Lent, we are celebrating what Christ shows even in this scripture, the necessity of stepping away to be refilled so that we can serve. Our next section of prayer, I ask that you pray over the places that you can have your solitude so that you can go back and be a caregiver, full and enriched. Please be in a place of prayer.
Lord, in your grace, hear our prayers. After Christ is found, after Christ has done the miracles, after Christ has taken the time to rejuvenate and to be filled, Christ then says these words, let's go somewhere else. And I like it, that's the next thing that Christ says. But sometimes it's real easy to be caught in the hamster wheel of doing the same thing over and over again. And sometimes that's what we need to do. And we need to be looking for the new places and the new hearts and the new needs we need to address. As Christ's first words were, let's go somewhere new. I'm excited to pray over what those new things are. And in January of this year, we tried a new thing. We had a blood mobile set up out here to address some of the health needs. We'll be talking about other new places that we can go through. One of the other elements that I'm going to ask everyone to do throughout Lent is to not just pray over themselves and their spiritual place, but I also want everyone to pray over how that we actively go to new places and to address needs and to care for people. Our first week, our first prayer challenge through Lent is I'm going to ask everyone to write at least one letter to someone, spend 55 cents on a stamp, and the only thing that you have to say in that letter is you are my Lenten prayer. Doing something during that week to remind others that you're that they're special to you. And then each week we'll we'll stretch out even further in ways to do that. But each week, not just praying over ourselves and our personal growth, I hope that we pray over how to care others in the light of the first thing that Christ shares when he's found. Let's go somewhere new. Let's go somewhere new. As we reach out to new friends and new places and old friends and scary places to remind them that they are special in God's love. At this time, I'd like for you to take a moment of silent prayer to pray over some of the exciting places that God may be challenging us to go to. Please be in prayer. the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, Christ used the active ministry of presence to be with those who were following him, to interact with them using the history of their faith, the Passover meal, to have a conversation with them about what was to come. The death and the burial and the resurrection, the freedom of salvation that comes from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ uses the ministry of presence to have this conversation with his followers. He also uses 
the ministry of solitude. They all stepped away in a spiritual retreat celebrating their history and guidance to truly look at what God is calling for them to do. As God, as Christ held up the bread and he passed it to those around him, he shared, this is my body which will be broken for you. As often as you eat it, do it in remembrance of me. And in that solitary prayerful place, Christ raised the cup and he passed the cup to those around him. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my covenant for now and for always. Using the active history in a place of solitary prayer, sharing with those around him what would be next. Precious God, we thank you for these gifts of bread and cup. We ask them to be as your body and blood for us as we use them to proclaim the mystery of faith that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Please make these gifts be as your body and blood for us as we go out and serve the world as your hands and feet. Bless us through this time. Amen. Please celebrate the gifts of Jesus Christ. Light of light, when we grow accustomed to dwelling in the shadows and painting with drab colors, you bless us with your radiance and the vitality of your love. Illume the gifts of our being, Holy One, that the world may see your light shining through our living present offering. Illume our very lives, O God, that we may remain restless until we shine like Christ upon the mountain. Amen. Thank you for being here today to celebrate these gifts with us. Find the courage to climb the mountain of God. Learn to hear the voice of God. Live as people who shine with Christ's glory and go forth in expectations of hope, for God goes with you. Amen. As we've moved into our time of offering, we'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.